0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's just pause a moment and just acknowledge what the Lord has done for us. He died on the cross, paid the price for our sins, so that we can be redeemed and we can walk free and clear, blameless from all of our sins, from all of our imperfections. He loved us that much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, sweet Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you gave your only-begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting eternal life with you. Thank you, Father. Praise you, sweet Jesus. We can't thank you enough, Lord, for what you've done. We couldn't do it ourselves. We couldn't live a life perfect, but you did, Lord. You came down from heaven through your Son. Praise you, sweet Jesus, for healing in our bodies, salvations for our souls. And fellowship with you forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands up and say thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're so good. Thank you, Father. Your people love you. Your people praise you. There's not enough thanks in our heart to give to you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. 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 You may be seated. You are seated. Some of you are in the back. <laughs> Okay, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Ron, and, and the band. How great it is to have people with us to, you know, evoke the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, I just don't know. I just caught up in the Spirit. My, my heart is overjoyed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How good he is. How good he is. How wor- we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. How good he is. He sees us in the night seasons. He sees us in the morning when we wake up. He sees us as we go throughout our day. He's with us always. He loves us with an everlasting love. He wants to guide and direct us all the days of our life so that we may see his glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to make an announcement for the men. Uh, you know, we had our men's fellowship a couple of months ago, and we invited a church out in Rancho Cucamonga, and and they came and and they ate up all our food, and and they won all the games that we played, took away all of our prizes. So they felt bad, and so they invited us to come to their place. Uh, June 11th, do we have it up there? Yeah, June eleventh, nine thirty, and and even to make it, you know, m- more amends, they're going to let me speak on <laughs> the legacy, <laughs> a father's legacy. So I, I might get a few jabs in there. But we all are invited to go. I want the men to accompany us. And what we thought we would do is meet here at eight thirty on Saturday morning and just carpool down there. It only takes a half an hour to get there. So we just uh, will invade their premises, and they're going to make us chicken and waffles. Sophie, hey, hey, we go, you know. <laughs> Amen. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, they featured us, or me, on KKLA for Thankful Pastor Thursday. So, Rosie, unbeknownst to me, put my name in and said some nice things about me. So, we're going to play that right now so you can hear what she said about me.
1: Today's pre-recorded program was sponsored by Insight for Living. I'm Donna Rush with you on this thankful Thursday, and so excited to get to share with you this week's honoree for our thankful Thursday. It is Pastor Chuck Canizzaro of New Heart Four Square Church in Covina, and I have our KKLA family member, Rosalinda Gonzalez, on the phone right now to share with us why she nominated her pastor and a church staff. He has gone through some very serious health issues mm-hmm. that, by the grace of God, he has been healed from. But even during those tough times, you know, um, Pastor Chuck never whined or complained. Um, on the contrary, he, he found ways to help and encourage others. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, uh, Rosalinda. That reminds me of that Bible verse in 2 Corinthians, uh, how the Holy Spirit comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Wow, so thank you so much, Pastor Canizzaro, for all you do for your community and for your church there at Newhart Four Square Church. We are honored to take you that free lunch from Arctic Hotspot Cafe and Catering in Boyle Heights as this week's honoree. You can submit your story right now about your pastor and church staff or your Christian school principal and office staff. Just
2: go to KKLA.com.
0: Amen. So she said, no whining or complaining. There's no whining or complaining in Christendom, is there? Not supposed to, right? Not supposed to murmur and complain and ask the Lord, why me, why me? No, you just do the things that you're supposed to do, right? Now, I couldn't help but not want to come to church, even though I had chemo, even though I had surgery, I only missed one Sunday because I wanted to get to the family of God. I wanted to come to church. The Bible says that Jeremiah said, I, I tried not to say anything, but it was like fire shut up in my bones. Amen? You can't help but not want to preach the gospel. You can't help but not want to tell somebody about the Lord and come into the fellowship and hear something that will encourage you during the week. Amen? Amen? I don't understand how people can just be vacant for a couple of weeks and just say, well, you know, I, I'm having church at home. No, you, 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 you can love the Lord at home, but you, can't, you have church when you come to the family of believers. Amen? So I wanted to preach the gospel, even though I was, you know, not 100%, but even Paul said this. The Apostle Paul said, whoa unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Yeah. Well, woe unto me if I don't give the good news. Have you ever been sitting around someplace and somebody needed a help, an encouraging word, and you were just, you know, you couldn't help and not want to help them? Amen. That's God on the inside of us. That's what we have to do. We have to develop that on the inside of us. And, and that's the way I found when I first read the Bible. Did you, did you feel that way when you first read the Bible? Oh, how rich it is. How wonderful it is. How good God is. How much he loves us and cares for us. And the principles that he had, I said, I love God, not for what he could do, but who he is. He's so wonderful. He's loving, caring, forgiving. I want to be like that. How do I be like that? Let me read about how he does it. And then his word got on the inside of me. And guess what? I started being just like him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So let's let's calm down now. (laughs) Let's pray. Let's pray. And so that everything would be done decently in order and give glory to God. Father, we just thank you that as we come together, I just ask you to guide my mouth, my heart, to speak your words, to encourage those that need to know you and need to know and have direction in their lives. And for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, God has called you for a purpose, and he's given you a purpose to fulfill in your life. Did you know that? And Cecilia is going to come up here and tell us, give us the scripture reading. It's in Psalms 139, and she's going to give it to us.
2: Good morning, saints. Glory to God. Psalms 139, 13 through 18. For I did form my inward parts, for you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately embroidered with various colors. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your books, all the days of my life were written in your books before they ever took shape, when as yet there was none of them. How precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me. O oh God, how vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awoke, could I count to the end? I would still be with you. May God add a blessing the reading of this word
0: thank you Cecilia how beautiful so many so many rich things in there isn't it but there's a book written about you did you know that all the days of your life have been already written what you're supposed to do so you want to find that book don't you God will reveal it to you he'll show you and actually it's already written in your heart what you need to do and what you want to do what you want to do is what God has put in on the inside of you to do it some people sing some people play musicians some people preach the gospel some people are policemen some people are firemen whatever God has called you to do you'll feel it on the inside the closer you get to him the more real it becomes to you praise God and he says, I, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible, if you translate that, it means made for a purpose. Just, not just made and put on a shelf, made for a certain purpose. He put, gave you talents and abilities so that you can accomplish some things. You ever, ever wonder why some people can play the guitar and others can't? Well, you're just not equipped. You're just, it's not your talent, not your ability. I tried to do that. I tried to play every instrument. I couldn't play one. The piano, my fingers are too short. You know, the guitar, they got all tangled up. I just, it just didn't work. But these guys come in and they just play it like it's no, nobody's business. Well, that's, that's their gifting. Amen? And when I went out for track, I went out for every sport. I tried every sport. I tried, because I was pretty fast running around in uh, the neighborhood. And so I said, I'll, I'll go out for track. And so we did the 100-yard dash, and these guys, I beat them out of the blocks. I was 50 yards in the lead, and then all of a sudden, they just sh- passed right by me. I'm going, wait a minute, let's try that again. <laughs> Same thing. I shot out of the gate. I was ahead of them, and all of a sudden, their talent and their ability took over, and their training, and sh- I said, no, oh, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Let me try something else. So I tried every event. I, tried the, I even tried the shot put. You know, I thought somehow, some way, maybe God blessed me with some kind of tendons or something. But th- that, that, that didn't work. And then I did the high jump and the pole vault. The pole vault. Have you ever, you ever seen him do the pole vault? The most insane thing ever in the whole world. They, you take a pole and you go as far as you can. You run as fast as you can. Stick it in a little box. And then you put your back to the floor, to the ground. And you push yourself up over the bar. I, I said, Okay, well, let's try that. I went running. Where's that box? I hit the box, and then I said, I am not turning my back to the ground. I tell you, my mama didn't raise no fool. I am not going to do this. (laughs) So I tried everything that I could, and I said, ah, forget it. You know, maybe track's not for me. So I was headed towards the locker room, and there was a hurdle there. that was a stray hurdle, and I just hurdled over it, and the coach looked at me and said, Wait a minute, son. Do do that again. And I hurdled it. He said, I can make a hurdler out of you. I ran that year. I was undefeated. Yeah. yeah, because he found my gift. God wants to find your gift. It's there. Somebody can p- point it out. My wife is good at that. She'll find somebody, and she said, I think they would be good in the nursery. I think they would be good children's show. I think they would be good doing this. And lo and behold, they are. She used to work for HR. But God is your great HR director. Amen. He put stuff in you to be able to do the things that you're supposed to do. So he said, I, I formed you. I formed you in your mother's womb. Amen? So there's a, a child in there being formed, carefully, fearfully, wonderfully made. Amen? He says, if I could count the number of thoughts towards me, they're too numerous to number. Did you know God's just crazy about you? He just can't stop thinking about you. Amen? My wife said when she called up when she was gone, did you miss me? <laughs> yes, I did, but I didn't think about you every minute of the day. I mean, come on. <laughs> but God, <laughs> she says, why not? Okay. <laughs> but God is thinking about you every moment of the day. He said, if I could count the number of thoughts towards me, they're more numerous than the sand on the seashore. Isn't that amazing? He says, I know the numbers of thoughts hairs on your head. Not only do I know the number, I have them counted. I numbered them all. Wow, that's love, amen? My barber doesn't know the number of hairs on my head. (laughs) So uh, I wanted to let you know. So uh, Jesus said this in Hebrews, uh, quoted to him in Hebrews 10, 7. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. He had a book written, what is it called? It's the Bible. All the Old Testament, Jesus, i got to fulfill this. i got to make this happen. Guess what? You have things that are supposed to be fulfilled, and God wants to help you to make them happen. Can I get an amen? People are thinking, okay, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, get closer to him. He'll show you. I know one time I, was, uh, I just got saved, and I said, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to do whatever you want me to do. And so I was at this stop sign, and... Uh, the, uh, a bunch of blind people were crossing the road, and the Lord said, why don't you teach them? I go, really? I go, yeah. So, I started a program. Twice a week, I would go there and teach them the Bible, and I, I took Marianne there uh, when we were, just started dating, and she said, well, you know, if you could be so kind to them, surely you can be kind to me if, I, if we got married. But what she didn't realize is I was kind for an hour with them, but... <laughs> Now, 24 hours, you know, she said, I'm still kind. Okay, amen. <laughs> but she wasn't gifted in leading the blind people. Did you know that? She, that wasn't her gift because, you know, you're supposed to grab onto their arm and walk them. And so uh, I, I was getting good at it. I could do like one, two, or three at a time. And so Marianne was following me. She was taking some, but she was looking at me. Hallelujah. But she didn't see the curb. <laughs> so the blind people were hitting the curb. Mary you know. <laughs> I said, it's okay, baby. It's all right. We'll, we'll get through this. So the Apostle Paul, look at this. He said, I have run the race. I have finished my course. Some people don't even know they have a course. They don't even know they're supposed to be running a race. They're just aimlessly looking around. What am I supposed to be doing? how am I supposed to serve the Lord? Just whatever you find your hands to do, do it. I'm so happy with VBS. We have 18 volunteers that are helping with teaching and singing and snacks and games, all these things because you become an active part. Bindi gets so excited. Says, I just want to do something for the Lord. Just tell me anything. I'll pick up snacks. I'll do, I'll do arts and crafts, whatever. She gets excited about it. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. So now, we can't get distracted on things that upset us or disappoint us. We can't let our emotions or our feelings block what we're supposed to do for the Lord. Have any of you had any disappointments, discouragements, people die in your household, you got unruly children, you got unruly bosses, you got unruly finances, you have to say, you know, I'm still serving the Lord. You have to push through these things and keep going. The Apostle Paul, he had some heartache. Do you think so? He said he was shipwrecked, beaten, put in prison, scourged, but said it is all worth it to be the joint heir of Christ, to have an inheritance reserved for him in heaven. He said this is a small thing compared to the eternal weight of glory. So when Paul was stoned, let's look at this over here. They actually stoned the man. And left him for death. He got up, and what do you think he did? Said, Ah, oh, you know what? I'm through with this. This apostle thing is, you know, too much. I know I was gonna be suffering, but come on, you know, stone me to death? And the Bible said in, in uh, Acts 14, verse 19, Then some Jews came from Antioch and Econium and persuaded the people to turn against Paul. So they threw stones at him and dragged him out of the town. And they thought they had killed him. How's that, you know? Have have you ever had that happen to you? No. So when the followers, in verse 20, when the followers of Jesus uh, Jesus gathered around him, he got up and went back into town. Wait a minute. I thought they left him for dead. They dragged him out of the town. They stoned him. They looked at him. He's not moving. He must be dead. What did he do? He just got up. And went back into town. And what did he say? I'm through with this. That's it. I'm done. He, did he say that? No. The next day, he and Barnabas left and went to the city of Derby. What? He, he went on to the next town. He said, okay, enough of that. Let's move on. <laughs> then, verse 21 they also told the good news in the city of Derby, and many people became followers of Jesus. Then Paul and Barnabas return to the cities where they stoned him. Are you nuts, Paul? Are you crazy? (laughs) They just stoned you. Now you're going back to minister and preach to them? Have you ever had people look at you funny on your job, in your neighborhood, looking at you like, are you just a Jesus freak, you know? (laughs) All that goody-goody two-shoe stuff, you know? We don't like you in this uh, area here. Okay, so in verse, and then verse 22, in those cities they helped the followers grow stronger in their faith and encouraged them to continue trusting God. They told them, this is good, we must suffer many things on our way into God's kingdom. Can you get, can I get an amen on that? Have you had to suffer many things to get into the kingdom of God? To keep pressing on, to keep going forth? Praise the Lord. Even in your marriage, don't you have to press through? Okay, honey. It's okay. We'll be all right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so in Romans 8:18, 8, I like this. Paul says this for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now I didn't know that Paul was from the country. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they say in the country? I reckon I go get something to eat right now. I reckon I'm not going over there anymore. But this reckon is an accounting term to reconcile, right, Sally? To reconcile, to, to look at the pros and the cons, look at the pluses and the minuses. He said, I reckon what I'm going through is not so difficult because I want to look at the eternal way to glory. I want to look at the reward that God's going to give me for what I have to go through. Same sufferings that Jesus had to go through, right? They stoned him. They tried to stone him. They tried to throw him over the cliff. They insulted him. They ridiculed him. Oh, they're just talking bad about me. <laughs> I don't know why. I told my, my my neighbor, I had a neighbor that called me the worst neighbor she ever had. I just laughed. <laughs> You'll see. I'm going to love I'm going to love you up. <laughs> and we did. We loved her up. We did all kinds of things to encourage her. We brought food over, dressed up as the Easter bunny, went over there and gave the kids the candy and fixed their mailbox. Did all that stuff. So at the end she said, "You're the best neighbor we ever had." So they sold their house. I go, "Did you put that on the uh, underneath there?" You're going to be moving into the neighborhood with the best neighbor in town. Okay, so it's not really us that does the work. Jesus said the same thing. It's the Father in me. He doeth the works. Amen. Can you yield yourself to let God work through you, to love people, to reach out and tell them about the good news of gospel? Now, okay, I I went on a... um, uh, Police ride along this week. As chaplain, I need to you know, ride along with them and encourage them in. And I want to tell you, that's not my cup of tea, okay? I, I'm, I'm here to build people up. They're there to arrest people, okay? <laughs> Put them on the curb. Search them. Find out what they've been doing. Find out if they have a warrant for their arrest. You know, I, I just, ooh, I just... But I admire them. Yeah. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Because if we didn't have them... We couldn't be here and be, you know, protected. So, but that's what they were doing. And so, uh, we have to know that we, where we're at, whatever we're doing, we're ambassadors for Christ. Let's look at that. Slide 56. Now then, now then, class. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> we are ambassadors for Christ. Did you know that? Wherever you go, whatever you do, you're carrying Jesus along with you. People are looking at you and looking to see, are you acting like Jesus? And if you do, you become a witness to them. And they want to say, I want, I want what you have. The girl that led me to the Lord, she, she found me. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek those that are lost and save them, right? Seek them. She sought me out at my job, And she kept saying, the Lord, she had a sweet little Pollyanna voice, "Uh, the Lord has a plan for you. And I said, well, if you knew the plans that I had for this weekend, you would know that that doesn't fit in with whatever he was planning. But she was so sweet. Her spirit was so nice. I said, I want to be like her. I want that same spirit to be on the inside of me. So he says, we are ambassadors for Christ as, as though God were, look at this word, pleading, pleading through us, imploring you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God? Are you pleading? Are you imploring? Are you begging God for souls? Are you praying for them, believing that God's going to touch them? You are an ambassador. You are the prayer warrior for their life, your neighbors, your, your co-workers, yeah, even your family. Now, what do ambassadors do? They find the will of the government spend time with the authorities, you get their spirit, and then you speak the same thing, right? We can even have women ambassadors, right? (laughs) I don't know who that lady is, but there she is. She's a woman ambassador doing the things that um, that government has told them to do. So how can you be an ambassador if you don't spend time with the Lord? He'll impart to you the things that you're supposed to do. He'll give you the spirit. He'll give you the words. So like when Jesus said, when they take you into the synagogues, don't worry about what you're going to speak because the Father in heaven will tell you what to speak. Praise God. You don't have uh, I don't know enough. Uh, my Bible, I'm not that well versed in it. You don't have to know the whole Bible. You don't have to know all the questions. All you have to know is what the Lord has done for you, what's in your heart. What you've prayed and what you've read in that day or that week or what you've heard in church or on the radio, just give them something, amen? God will minister to them through you. Praise the Lord. So he who has begun a good work in you will perfect it until the day of his coming. God's not through with you. You haven't accomplished it. What did Paul say? I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Not that I have attained or already attained, but I stress, I press, just like a runner stretches and presses to the finish line. Are we stretching to get to the finish line or are we just kind of... (laughs) la-dee-da, you know. Someday I'll make it to heaven. No, the Lord said, I need some work out of you. That's why I'm still here. That's why Rudy's still here. Rudy died for six minutes. Went up, got a visitation, and his son told him, what are you doing up here, Dad? Get back down there. you got work to do. Okay. Yes. Yes, son. Amen. That was the Lord speaking through his son. Amen. I told the Lord on my bed of affliction, I go, okay, Lord, if this is it, I'm ready to go home. It's okay. Oh, no. No, no. You've got to stick it out. You've got to stay here. A little longer, praise God. praise God, so the Lord healed me i 'm so glad that he d- he did because uh, and, and the healing is a mysterious thing, isn't it? Some people can get healed instantly. it just happens i don 't know how that works. Some people have to continually pray, confess the word. I had two different uh cancer situations, one went away just, you know, after about two months, I just kept continually praying, pray, pray. The other one didn't go away. I wasn't as intense, so I had to have surgery. But I know if you want healing in your body, the Word of God will never fail. But you have to get into that same uh, vein or that same spirit to receive. I know many ministers talk about how they've had to tap into the spirit, the healing uh, virtue of God, and they increase their Uh, percentages of seeing people healed. They start out at 10%, then 25%, then 50%. They get excited, but they still cry over the ones that didn't get healed. But we can't base our healing uh, beliefs on what we see. We have to base it on the Word of God. The Word of God says what? By His stripes, you were healed. So we all were healed 2,000 years ago, and Jesus when he came, he says in Matthew 8, 17, so that it may be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, by his stripes ye were healed. And first Peter 224 said, <laughs> He said, Who his own self bear our sins on the cross? who being uh, in the form of, of sin became righteousness for us. By his stripes, we are healed. Jesus said, what's the easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or be healed. He said it's the same thing. It's one and the same. If you're righteous, you're healed. So our desire, our goal is to receive the healing that he's promised for us. And it isn't easy sometimes. I, I, I was telling my wife, It wasn't one big prayer that got me healed. It was a thousand little prayers. All day long, I thank you, Lord. I command this tumor to leave my body in the name of Jesus. And what does the Bible say? It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. What we saith shall come to pass. Praise God. And after two months, it went away, and I went to the doctor. He said, what happened? I said, I cast it into the sea. <laughs> he said, okay. Praise the Lord. So, as we begin to close, I'm excited about the Lord. Amen? So, I went on this uh, uh, ride-along, right? And then I went into the captain. Uh, of the police department, and he was telling me, yeah, he he got a bad back doing some work around the house, and I perceived a honeydew list, right? (laughs) He said, yeah, my son's coming in from out of town, he's been at school, so my wife thought it'd be good to spruce up the house a little bit, so I was the workman. He said, my back is, is just killing me. I go, after we do this ride along, I'll come into your office and we'll pray. And I said, praise God. Because what I had done is that, that day, I was so happy to see Lupi get healed. I said, Lord, use me some more. I, I just want to pray for people. Amen? So that Sunday, Mike uh, on, the, on the guitar said, I have plantar fasciitis. I said, well, let me pray for it. He said it went away. He said he's had it for years. There he is, raising his hand. Praise God. Amen. So I'm laying hands on everybody. So uh, I, I'm there, and, and, the, and, the, and the police captain said, my back hurts. I go, let's pray. You know, I didn't even get the prayer out, and the Lord healed him. I, I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I said, did you feel that? He goes, yeah. I go, what is it? He said, I'm healed. I don't feel the pain anymore. I go, that ain't fair. I didn't even get a chance to do my prayer. I mean, I... Why? Because the Lord wants to heal his people. Amen? When I was learning about healing, I was praying for somebody at the altar with a friend, and the Holy Spirit came through the sanctuary, came through me, through him, hit the lady, and she just, her eyes bugged out, and she said, oh, I just got healed. And I heard the Lord say, I want to heal my people. That's what he wants. Doesn't a father want to have your son healed? Amen. Okay, so I'm gonna, as we close now, I'm going to give you five scriptures that can give you encouragement to follow the Lord in whatever you do, wherever you are in life. Let the Lord use you. You know, David, where was he before the Lord called him? He, he was on the shepherd uh, hill, uh, hillside with, being a shepherd with sheep, an unthankful job, stinky, smelly sheep, Right? Playing his harp, singing to the Lord, Oh God, thy God, how wonderful you are. And, and then the lion came and he struck the lion, and the bear came and he struck the bear. And then he was ready, he was prepared. This Goliath came, this big giant, but he'd already been prepared on the hillside. And he told Saul, Hey, I fought the lion, I fought the bear, and I'm going to fight this uncircumcised Philistine. Where is he? <laughs> Got his slingshot, went up there, and bam! First shot, smacked right down in the middle of the forehead. He went down. He cut his head off. You know, I did a, I did a, a, a little sketch where we did the Goliath's head being cut off. There was like a little, uh, like this right here, except it was, you couldn't see behind it. So I had somebody make a, a head with blood coming out. I thought it would be effective. Oh, the kids just were like, ah! (laughs) You cut his head off! (laughs) I was just trying to give a visual effect, right? (laughs) And then David, he'd been playing in the hillside. Then he came and he soothed Saul's angry spirit. And so, God, whatever you're doing, you might think it's mundane, tedious, tedious. You might be just taking care of kids. God will use you. He'll develop your skills in whatever you're doing. I've known people that have been taking care of kids. They get up and they write a book, a beautiful book, on how to take care of children. So whatever you're doing, crossing guard, whatever you're doing, let the Lord use you. Okay, here's some scriptures to encourage you. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Uh, Work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Who's working in you? God. Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God beforehand prepared that we should walk in them. Beforehand. It's already been prepared. It's already in the book. Just start walking with them. Ephesians 1.11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God's working in you. Proverbs 19.21, this is a good one. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You ever try to make plans and the Lord directs you a certain way and all of a sudden you come back to where he wants you to be, you go like, how did you do that, Lord? I took a little U-turn. I took a little side thing, you know, GPS, redirect, redirect. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 12, 7. Then shall the dust out of which God made man's body return to the earth as it was. But the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Do you know your spirit came from God? So while you think that you have these Thoughts that you want to be close to God and be near Him and be one with Him? It's because they, you want to be joined to your Father, your Creator. He wants to be joined to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. I look at, you know, in a hospital room, the newborn babies, they have the fathers there, and they're looking through the glass. They wanted to come and be with their, their, their boy. They wanted to hold him and everything. Praise the Lord. So the last scripture, Romans eight nineteen, For the earnest expectation of the creature... Wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? Everybody in the world is waiting for you to do something, to manifest the, the provision, the blessing, the salvation of God to them. Amen? God, all of, all of creation is waiting for you. Are you ready? Are you ready to take the challenge? Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for allowing us to be ambassadors for Christ, allowing us to take your spirit to the nations. You said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I thank you that you empower us with your presence, with your will, to do those things that are pleasing to you. Father, we thank you that we go out with a new uh, zest, a new thrust, to do your will, watch you lead and guide us, and we give you the praise and the glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. One more prayer. If you have not accepted the Lord, either here or on the video, uh, this is a time where you can say, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Take control of my life. Guide me and direct me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've wandered a little bit, guess what? God wants to bring you back. So just repeat after me and say, Father God, I want to come back to you. I want to have you lead me in the way that you've already predetermined that I should walk. Father, guide me and direct me. In Jesus' name, amen.